What? 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 About. 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 What? 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 It's about. About. Hello and welcome to What It's About, episode number nine of the podcast of Poorly Researched and Strongly Held Opinions with your hosts, Kyle and Claire. Hello. How are you today, Claire? Um, I wish it wasn't raining so aggressively, but apart from that, I'm very well. I don't mind the rain. It is um, plum rain season. Plum rain? Yeah, have you heard that? It, we're in the plum rains. I have not. Apparently, so we're in the beginning of the rainy season in Shanghai, and it's called the plum rains because um, these rains ripen the plums. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, mean, I don't love plums, so I don't really care. Um, yeah, I'm on the bicycle, and on days like this, I have to wear the big goofy jacket, which goes around the entire bicycle um, and myself. I believe it's called a poncho, Carl. A poncho. A poncho. Right, so how are you? Fantastic, as always. <laughs> Good, right. Now we've got the niceties over and done with. Should we start? Let's do it. All right, five facts, five minutes. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Um, did you know that Yuan Longping, China's father of hybrid rice, uh, died last week? Is what very, is hybrid rice? Um, basically, he was a farmer... Uh, he was 90 years old, so this was back wow. in the day. Um, but as a young farmer, he took um, he took like the rice crop crop and basically re-engineered it so that they could get way more rice out of a out of a field, out of a oh wow a harvest. So he's like the father of um, genetically modified rice, or just like a special blend of rice. Yeah, basically. But he did it with the exact purpose of like feeding more people. Like he he was just like, oh, lots of lots of my fellow countrymen are starving. Yeah, if and 90, we have blimey. and we have rice everywhere. We should be able to do more with this rice. And he like went to work to try to get more yield out of the rice and was very successful and was, was very well revered by uh, a lot of people in the country. So there was, um, you know, there were a lot of like news reports about it and kind of commemorative, commemorative pieces online and stuff like that. Oh, that's I'm, well, I'm very sad he died, but I'm glad I know he existed now. OK, so um, I've got one. Um, in prehistoric California, what would you have found wandering around? Dinosaurs. No. I mean, maybe, but that's not the answer I really <laughs> thought. Uh, crocodiles. Um, specifically in California's Sierra foothills. Um, I have no idea. Giant camels, rhinoceroses, and four-tusked miniature elephants. Miniature elephants. Miniature elephants and bone-crushing dogs. Okay. <laughs> Aren't <laughs> so, all dogs bone-crushing? Oh, these must have been extra bone-crushing. <laughs> I mean, their bone-crushing ability is noteworthy. Um, so there's been a find, a new fossil find, and it's like the biggest fossil ever found or something. Um, uh, and it's like from 10 million years ago. And it was found by a ranger out going for a walk. Um, and it's like this giant, I don't really know what it is. Cause to me it just looks like a rock, but it's like a giant head of something. Mm -hmm. Um, and now they realize that there were this whole different group of animals around in California that they just had no idea were ever there before. Cool. Huh. Do you think, um, do you think you could fight one of these rhinoceroses? Um, no, Carl. Do you, <laughs> think, do you think you could fight one of the four tusked, tusked baby elephants? Sometimes I fall over when I'm tying my shoelaces. <laughs> well, did you know that 6% of Americans think they could beat a grizzly bear in a fight? 6% of Americans are fucking dumb. <laughs> How? Um, With the, I bet it's idiots that are like, so the thing is, what you've got to do is hook your fingers up its nose. Like, no, no. Um, unarmed. So, so <laughs> this, is a, um, this was a poll idiots. done uh, by YouGov in April of 2021 where they why had are they? to... What? Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> why? Why, why, why are they researching stuff like this? Like, come on. There's got to be some better use of time, this energy, fun. This is vital information. Um, I imagine if you're all the intern tasked with like putting together this survey, it's <laughs> like, oh, what is my life? Um, so, yeah, 6% think they could beat a grizzly bear in a fight. 
Um, <laughs> let's see, twelve percent think they could beat a wolf in a fight. Really. Nine percent think they could beat a crocodile. Eight um, percent for gorillas, elephants, lions. How um, would you beat an elephant in a fight? <laughs> <laughs> um, are elephants very fast? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think they're like fast I, like when you, you could, look at their size, but I don't but, know if I could outrun an elephant. Oh, for sure you could outrun an elephant. They've got very long legs, Kyle. Uh, well, do you know what the, um, what the most fightable animal is? Chicken. Um, oh, chicken wasn't even on here. I don't know why. <laughs> They've let us down. <laughs> right to you, Cove, and complain. I could fight a chicken for sure. Chickens are friends, not food. Um, so, hamsters. Um, I'll give you. I'll give you rat. So rat was number one. Seventy-two percent of people think they could beat a rat in a fight. Wait. So. <laughs> what, <laughs> so what there are twenty-nine percent of people think. What's a rat going to do? Nibble them to death. <laughs> I'll defeat you one small chunk at a time. I think probably maybe that aligns with the number of people who are just terrified of rats and would just be like, nope, I'm the fuck out of here. Yeah, to be fair, if you asked me, could you beat a spider in a fight? I'd be like, absolutely not. Not, not without like employing like a newspaper, a shoe, some sort mm. of fly Unarmed, yeah, you had, to, you had to fight it yeah. unarmed. No, no, um, no, like a tarantula unarmed, fuck no. Although I couldn't verify this. I've heard that specifically there were similar surveys done in the UK mm. and that the, the number in the UK was around one third of, of the US. So like, you know, 12% of people think they could beat a wolf uh, in the UK. That was 4% of people think they could beat a wolf. Mm. Does that just mean that British people are less dumb? I, you can infer that anything you want. I couldn't even I couldn't even verify it, but <laughs> or, that's what, that's what people less, were saying. Um, less ambitious. Um, we're just a nation of like defeated people. We're like, no, no. Could you fight a chicken? No. Do you have uh, grizzly bears in the UK? Of course we don't have fucking grizzly bears, mate. The most scary animal we have in England in the wild is a badger. Even like way up north? No. Literally, okay. badgers, hedgehogs, and foxes. Okay. Um, so, there is high hopes for air travel and climate change. Um, this dude in England has basically come up with a plan to cut CO2 emissions for air travel by 90%. And 90%. Any idea what that would be? Not all air travel, just like, say, take a short-haul flight. He's got a way of doing it, which takes 90%. Of the it's like airplane like, technology. No, look back to look forward, Kyle. Um, aren't they trying to bury the CO2? No, um, so this is a bit of a tongue twister. Bedford based blimp maker, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that makes me laugh. Bedford based blimp maker unveils short haul routes such as Liverpool to Belfast and it hopes to serve them by 2025. In a blimp. In a blimp. How many people can you fit? A hundred, apparently. That sounds like, can't they, isn't there a train line that goes there? No, because it's through the sea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you idiot. I wasn't listening to the cities. I thought you were just talking about the UK. Um, the problem is with this old blimp travel, is everyone's a bit scared of the Hindenburg disaster, that time that. That one exploded. Uh, just one, come on, one time right? there's That's a huge massacre and everybody gets scared. Right, and to be honest, I was like, oh, the Hindenburg disaster. It must have been a massive fucking disaster. Okay, 35 people died, which is bad. <laughs> but So this is Claire's unpopular opinion. It's not that, that, that fucking bad. The, the Hindenburg wasn't that bad. <laughs> I just think disaster might be overstating it. It's like one hell of a whoopsie, but I don't mm. know if it's a disaster. Um, yeah, I mean, most, I feel like air travel disasters are so infrequent that we 
often know about them. Not like you could name every single one that happened. But nearly. But yeah, like they always make the news and like there are certain ones that are that are very famous that like you could just mention the flight number of Mm. and like everyone would be like, oh yeah, that's the plane that went missing or whatever. I was about to say that plane that went missing. Yeah. Yeah, so they think by 2025 this is going to be a viable thing and they'll do short hops all across Europe. Um, And it's actually insane. So... This says um, the CO2 footprint per passenger on a blimp is about 4.5 kg compared to 35 kg. No, sorry, 53 kg per jet plane. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, that's a bit nuts. Why does it take him four years to put a blimp in the air? I mean, I don't know about that. But I think he was talking about having like established and like used routes. So I'd imagine you have to get a lot of clearance and you've got to build the things and the government's going to want loads of paperwork and then you've got to get different countries to agree and then where do you dock the bloody things? Um, yeah, downside is they're quite slow. Um, yeah, I bet. Faster and, than driving. And there's a chance that you're going to explode. <laughs> but minimal. One time. <laughs> imagine looking up, sunbathing in your garden and there's a blimp. Um, okay, do you want a dark fact or a fun fact? Ooh, Dark. Um, did you know the single only law in the U.S. to have been implemented to prevent all members of a specific ethnic or national group from immigrating to the U.S. is? What? The Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882. Is that when they said no Chinese people can come here? Yes, they literally just banned Chinese people from from coming in, and it was the only it was the only time in history that they've ever banned a complete ethnic group. But I mean, didn't Trump do that when he was like, "You can't come here if you're from I can't remember the countries on his list." No Iranians banned. No people from Jordan, and it was just a random list that made no sense. He'd like dreamed up on the toilet or something. Not quite. I'm certainly by no means. Uh, Agreeing with that action, but I I think there were other uh, there were other loopholes and in, in ways around that. Yeah, that, and maybe it wasn't like made into law law. Uh, yeah, actually, that's true because that was just a um, uh, what do they call it? Like a travel ban. Hmm. America's nuts though. Like going through customs in America absolutely terrifies me because I think all those people that work at customs. I mean, I don't know what they think but they have the power of the gods. Like, you are not Zeus, sir. Put down my luggage. (laughs) Um, They're pretty scary. Do you know when this was repealed? Tell me. 1943. Only when when China became an ally of the U.S. uh, in World War II. So it banned them for a really long time. Why? A really long time. What for? Um... Well, it was like, you know, the age old story of uh, people thought that the Chinese were taking their jobs. <laughs> A classic. <laughs> um, okay, but up, 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 Are you ready? I'm ready. Today's main section Should you separate the man or woman from the art? Mm. What does this mean, Kyle? What does it mean? Uh, probably people who have done terrible things but make great art. Mm. Should we hate the art? Should we hate the art? Yeah. It's a, So this came to me recently because um, I really love Dawn French and Jennifer Saunders, who are two British comedians who I very doubt, I very doubt, who I doubt you will have heard of. Have you heard of them? I have not. Uh, do you know the Vicar of Dibley? My dog is named after Geraldine. Uh, you literally just sound like you're making up British words. <laughs> um, well, they're comedians and I really love them. And they have a podcast out, so I went to listen to it. And I said to my friend at home, you should listen to this. I think you'll find it really funny. He was like, oh, no, you, we can't listen to it because Jennifer Saunders is a turf. Oh. I don't know what that means. A TERF is a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Trans-exclusionary, okay. So they basically say that trans women are not women and should not be allowed in feminism. Which is uh, dumb as fuck because we let men in feminism. Like Harry Potter. Exactly. So this comedian who I love jumped on the old bandwagon with J.K. Rowling and was like, yeah, she's right, down with trans people. Which I'm I'm not okay with. 
Hmm. Okay. But that's really not what her podcast is about. No, not at all. Like, not at all. Doesn't reference it. It's not pushing any political agenda of any kind. Um, and I'd already listened to the entire podcast before I knew that she was a turf. So she already has my uh, my listen, mm. my, my ratings in. But, you know, sh- should we? Should I? Like, this person holds views that I, like, fundamentally disagree with and are harmful to people that I know and love. And even if I didn't know and love trans people, it, it's irrelevant. I still think it's really horrible. Um, should I listen or should I not listen? So the more the more successful she is and the more successful her podcasts or things are, the more like her fame grows, whatever, and like the more money she earns. Like if she gets a bajillion listens to on Spotify, she'll be paid to do another one. And she has horrible views. Like should you, I don't know. What do you think? I think well, this has come up a million times in the music industry because mm. musicians okay. uh, uh. because musicians are absolute fucking degenerates, this is true. and so many of them have like serious problems. Mm. Um, there were, you know, there are times where it's really tough for me to say that it's okay. And like, to be honest, it never really leaves my mind, even if I decide that, okay, it's okay to listen to this person. Mm. Um, There were actually, there are two, what I consider very interesting cases that have come up in the reggae scene. Mm -hmm. Um, Because actually, you know, people think of reggae music as like, you know, one love, feel good, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody's having a good time and loving each other. Yeah, don't Um, tell me reggae music has a dark background. There is, there are some dark backgroundy stuff in reggae music. I mean, specifically that, you know, a lot of, obviously a lot of reggae singers are Rastas. Rasta is, you know, loosely Christian um, and some people have kind of very hardcore views, um, you know, as in, you know, anti-gay views and, uh, you know, other, other things that have gone into their music. Mm. Um, so there's a very famous person called Buju Banton, um, who had a song called Boom Bye Bye, um, which was literally... Uh, I mean, I think you can kind of guess what it was about, but it was, you know, it was about like shooting gay people basically. And this song came out and it was. When did it come out? um, Like, please tell me it was a long time ago. Yeah, the early 90s. Oh, that's not long enough ago. Um, And so he. So this song came out and it was, uh, you know, but there was a lot of controversy around it because apparently he recorded the song. He wrote and recorded the song, but he never agreed to have it released. And the label for which he recorded it released it without his permission. Um, And then, but of course, when it came out, you know, everybody blew up about it. Mm. Um, And I don't know if people really got canceled in the 90s, but he had a huge, uh, a huge blowback for it. As he should. As he should, of course. Um, And a lot of people refused to play Buju on the radio. A lot of people wouldn't play his music in uh, in their sets anymore. Um, All these things happened. And then um, he basically, uh, you know, he denounced the song completely. He said that, you know, after, after some time, I don't think it was right away, but after some time he came out and said, uh, you know, that those were my views. I was kind of swept up in the mentality of so-and-so and I no longer believe these things. I truly regret writing this song. Um, I have nothing but love for, you know, for uh, LGBTQ, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and people kind of slowly started to forgive him. Um, then actually he, he went to prison for something completely unrelated. Um, so he was in prison for something like 10 years. Whoa. Um, what was he in prison for? Uh, it was a, a drug charge. Oh, okay. Um, uh, which also, you know, was, was pretty, um, 
was was a bit scandalous because he was accused of uh, selling cocaine, and a lot of people thought he was set up for it, um, which is also... Yeah, if he was a famous musician, I'm assuming he had a lot of money, why is he dealing cocaine on the side? Yeah. Like, that uh, seems illogical. Well, the, you know, I don't really want to get into all that now, but a lot, of, a lot of people thought that he was set up and that he was innocent um, mm. and that he should have been released. Um, and then I think in late 2019, um, he was released from prison. Um, and you know, there, he had a huge welcome coming back. I mean, the, the reggae community had been waiting for him to come out for a very long time. Mm. Um, and when he came out, all of this stuff came up again about, about his track. Um, and he had to, you know, he had to do one of these, uh, posts on Instagram. That's all text. That was, like, again, him saying the same thing. Uh, you know, I, I regret writing this. This isn't something I believe anymore. And it was like right after he'd gotten out of prison. So he was like, you know, I'm, I'm starting a new life and, and blah, 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 all these things. Um, and I think it kind of, it kind of worked, you know, I mean, he's, he's, uh, very well accepted in, in the public eye at the moment. Mm-hmm. Would you play his music in one of your sets? I do all the time. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and in his case, in his case, I do definitely think it's something of, um, you know, people can change and just because they, just because they held views at one point doesn't mean we should condemn them forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, but is I, that track still playable? Like, could I find it on Spotify and play it? Oh, absolutely not. No, he, he took it, he took it down. Like he, I think mm-hmm. he had to sue to have it taken down. Yeah. Um, because but, I get like, you know, I think that people should be forgiven. I think that people should get second chances. People should be allowed to make mistakes and, and walk it back and, and fix things. But I think what's frightening is if you like music really incites emotion and feeling, and he is, has potentially incited people to violence and that's um, violent. Like that's horrendous. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, but like that is unforgivable. What if he is indirectly responsible for the death of people? Yeah, like how do you forgive that? Yeah, I mean, but I feel like with in the music industry, people are—I don't want to say eager, but they're they're very willing to forgive um, musicians who have done wrong. Mm. Um, and I feel like only only in the last few years has that really not been the case. Um, you know, you mentioned R. Kelly at the, at the Mm -hmm. beginning of this, um, R. Kelly is a, is, I I think a pretty ridiculous case of this because, um, I don't know. You want to talk about R. Kelly for a minute as I have some strong opinions here. Um, I don't know a huge amount about it. Um, I was literally just talking to your wife about it before we came in because she asked me what the topic was and she was like, oh my God, you got to talk about R. Kelly. Um, but yeah, he, he's, I mean, I didn't watch the documentary, but isn't there a whole documentary about him where he just like keeps underage girls prisoner in his house? Yeah. And Alicia was like, um, and your wife was like, oh, he's still doing it. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but then you were like, come and set up. So <laughs> I like just didn't get any more info. So like, tell me, tell me your strong well, opinions. Here's the thing is that everybody knew forever that R. Kelly like was a, I don't know if it's too strong to call him a pedophile, but... Okay, hang on a minute. What is this thing that people do where we're like, oh, yeah, everybody knew? Like, they said it about, um, oh, my God, what's the giant actual Harvey pedo Weinstein. dude? Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, everyone knew that he was, like, rapey as fuck. And then the what's the Jimmy Savile in the UK, who he was, he's, like, probably the most famous British pedophile of all time. What a frigging claim. Um, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we knew. We all knew. I'm like, wait, What? What do you mean you all knew? What do you mean everybody knew? What do you mean everybody knows R. Kelly's keeping young women prisoner in his house? Well, stop him. Like, what? Yeah, I mean... uh, Like, how did you know? I mean, it was like jokes forever. I mean, like, you know, after this documentary came out, somebody made a compilation I saw on YouTube of, like, all the pop culture references that made fun of R. Kelly. Um... And like Family Guy was making fun of him, like, you know, five years before the documentary came out. And I, I feel like it, literally everybody kind of knew. And this is the thing that that was like crazy to me about R. Kelly is everyone kind of knew and nobody was nobody was really 
saying anything about it. And then this documentary dropped and all of a sudden it was like, boom, on on the front of everyone's mind, something must be fucking done immediately. Has anything been done? Uh, a bit. I mean, he went back to trial. I don't know the result of that, but like, okay, so like Lady Gaga... After after the documentary came out, Lady Gaga pulled a collaboration that she had done with R. Kelly offline um, and, like, denounced him. And it was like, look, Lady Gaga, that's all well and good, but, like, you recorded this song with R. Kelly, like, just a few years ago. And, it like, nobody was really questioning these things until the documentary came out. And then this but, documentary but what, came like, out. What things? Like, what, what did people know? What did the okay, documentary expose? He, like, what's the gap in knowledge? He here? married Alicia Keys, mm-hmm. right, when she was, like, 15 years old. Is that legal? It was illegal. They faked their they faked birth certificates so that they could do it. Oh, my God. Wait, is it Alicia Keys? I don't want to fucking say the wrong person. I don't know. You have to, do you want to Google? Yeah, so R. Kelly married Aaliyah when she was 15 years old. And like... But wait, how old was he? He was 27. Ew, that's too old. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and that must be illegal. How old do you have to be to be married in America? Um, 16 in some states, Which 18 is, in some states. But both those ages are young. Yeah, but this is the thing is like maybe maybe it wasn't like, you know, proven in a court of law or a documentary, but like everybody kind of knew that that had happened. I mean, I'm not sure what the laws are in America, but in England, if someone over the age of 16 has sex with someone under the age of 16, it's statutory rape. Yes, it so, was definitely in R. Kelly's case too. And and he had been tried for statutory rape in the past, but was found not guilty because they couldn't prove it or the person... Uh, wouldn't te- would, yeah drop the charges or wouldn't testify against him or or something like that, but everybody knew about this for for the longest time and and Lady Gaga I love Lady Gaga but she went and recorded a track with him no she must have known all these things and mm. then this documentary comes out and everybody gets mad and he gets canceled and then Lady Gaga is like you know applauded for taking a stand and and saying because she not only took it down she was like that she like made a point that she didn't want the money that was coming in from that track. Mm. And it was like, okay, fuck off. But I like, mean, that, I think that's if, a bit beside she, the point. If, yeah. If she didn't know, then she did the right thing, but she must've known you're right. And I hate this. Like, well, everybody knew then why did nobody say something? Um, but I mean, does that mean now, in your opinion, that we should never listen to R. Kelly music ever again? Like for R. Kelly, yeah, I don't really think that we should. Mm, no, I uh, agree with you. I mean, there's a there's a line, you know, there's a moral line in that somewhere of like, uh, you know, somebody somebody saying things that you disagree with. Um, or somebody, children. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's a, there's a, there are two very different cases. Yeah. Um, okay. So what about then Woody Allen? He married his daughter. Ish. Uh, yeah. His adopted daughter, right? Like Chabador. Yeah. Uh, so would you watch Woody Allen movies? I haven't since all that came out. I don't think I have either, but I think that's more just like By coincidence. Chance, yeah. Um, I don't know a huge amount about a huge amount about it apart from you know he was married, he adopted a child that it was his wife's child I think originally yeah he and got he, he got her. married and his wife had a a child from a, a previous relationship and so he got married and adopted this his daughter and then eventually divorced his wife and married the daughter like what the Fuck. Do you think when people have too much money, it just makes them think they can do whatever the fuck they want? I think the, like marry the, their the daughter. moral here is when people have too much money, they can do whatever they want. Oh, that's so horrible. Who's commissioning it? Like, is Woody Allen still making films? Who's commissioning them? Who's like, I know, we'll get Woody Allen in. <laughs> I don't. Like, who's making that genius fucking No, suggestion? actually, I think Woody Allen has tried to continue making movies and nobody will produce them or, or distribute them. I, I don't know that exactly, but I don't like, I don't think Woody Allen is still making movies and yeah. I think he's trying to and is unsuccessful. Good. I hope so. Um, and then of course the big one, um, Harvey Weinstein, he was a producer, not a director or he was a producer, right? 
Yeah. So I, I definitely, I mean, I don't think he's made anything since the fact that he's like a giant fucking sex oh, pest. Oh, he's in out. prison, isn't he? I'm, I'm not sure if he's in prison. Last I heard, he'd check, he'd like checked himself into a sex addiction rehab and he was like, that'll fix it. It didn't fix it. Mm. Just FYI. Um, but obviously that was huge and it sparked the entire Me Too movement. But, right. um, I think because he's a producer, not like a director, not an actor, maybe I've like retroactively watched something produced by him I'm without sure, realizing. I'm sure we have. But I would prefer to not. Well, you like, know. Does he still get money from that? I feel like he should just be banned. Yeah, actually, it's a it's a funny it's a funny case trying to ban someone like that because Spotify tried to do that maybe three or four years ago. With um, who? Well, with with quite a few people. They so they made a list of artists that they thought they disagreed with morally. I forget how they phrased it exactly. And so they weren't taking, they weren't taking the music of these people offline, mm. but they decided that they weren't going to, um, have their music in any Spotify playlists. They would never be allowed to do like front page promotion. Um, so they basically like blacklisted a group of artists and everybody freaked out. Everybody, mm. everybody was like, well, you know, if you're doing it for this artist, what about Takashi 69? If you're doing it for this artist, what about every gangster rap song where they, where they talk about, you know, uh, sex and murder and violence and all these things? Uh, you know, who, who gives, what gives Spotify the right to decide, you know, what should, what should and shouldn't be allowed in the music industry? They're just a, they're just a fucking platform. But I mean, they are a platform owned by someone. Like if it was my platform, I'd be like, I get to choose what's on it. Thanks. Like this podcast is ours. I get to decide who the guests are yeah. with you. 50-50. Yeah, that's a bit different. I know a it's different, different. But, it, but it is the same, just on a smaller scale. I mean, no, it's not the same at all because Spotify is a publicly traded company. True. Spotify and, also has- And I don't have the power to like squash the career of anyone <laughs> apart from maybe myself <laughs> um no but um spotify also has uh is also partly owned by each of the three major labels so you know the three major labels basically own the careers of all of these people that they're supposedly trying to cancel or remove from whatever um, so, you know, they reversed course on that. They said, okay, we're not going to do that, but they allowed users to do that for themselves. So okay. like if you, if you want to make sure that you never listen to another R. Kelly song again, you can go into Spotify right now and put him like blacklist him from your profile. Oh, that's cool. And it will, it will never show up. Like if you search, if you go and search R. Kelly, like none of his music will come up. If he was featured on somebody else's album, that song won't be there. Mm-hmm. That's um, cool. So that's like a, an manually. interesting function. Um, so what about JK Rowling? I mean, she, to be fair, we have no evidence that she is a pedophile. That is not, (laughs) (laughs) that is not, that has not been said, but, um, she's said some pretty rough things about, um, trans people, which I very, very, very disagree with. Um, but man, I really want to watch the next Harry Potter movie. Um, one of my best friends is trans and I asked her about this because she's a massive Harry Potter nerd and she was really devastated when, you know, her like idol and someone she loved, you know, she loves the stories and the world and the characters in the book and the films. And she was like, no, why? Why do you hate me? <laughs> like, why? Leave me alone. Um, and I talked to her about it and she was like, the solution I have decided for myself is I will never go to the cinema to see another movie. I will never buy anything related to it ever, but I will illegally pirate her content because um, at least then she doesn't get any money. Uh, <laughs> that's fair enough. Um, what, for a friend's birthday, I wanted to buy him uh, Donald Trump's The Art of the Deal. Mm. Um, so I went on Taobao and I got a really bad copied version of it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. At least he's not getting paid for it. Um, no, but again, like this is... You know, uh, this is so hard for me to say 
carefully. Like J.K. Rowling just said things that people disagreed with. Mm. Those were those were uh, political statements. You could you could argue, mm-hmm. and they had a they had a narrow scope. They they you know they were. I think honestly, I'm I'm 100 going to edit this out of the podcast. But <laughs> she she was not she didn't come out as anti-trans. She was. Uh, she said that trans women have not had the same experiences as women, and therefore should not be allowed to be feminists. Which, as an argument in itself, is ridiculous because we're like I am a feminist. I say we. I am part of this group. I am not part of her group. Um, she is a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. I am not. Um, like, we want everybody to be feminists. I want everyone in the world, regardless of their gender, because feminism means to believe that everybody, regardless of their gender, should be treated equally. How can you say that and then turn around and say, but not trans women? Like, it's pretty disgusting to say that. Um, and she didn't, I'm I'm abridging, she didn't say it quite like that, but that's the gist of it. I also, I'm not 100% sure that those comments were in relation to feminism either. Um, I think it was, I think it was just, you know, there are, there are laws in the U.S. and in the U.K. Um, that prescribe certain rights to men and women based on, uh, based on their gender. Mm. Um, whether that be bathrooms, whether that be um, you know, uh, I mean, can we sports the, the bathroom thing for a second? The bathroom thing is so ridiculous. Like, say I'm in a cafe and I go into the women's bathroom, and the you know the waitress of the cafe thinks that I am a trans woman, and therefore not allowed to use that bathroom. What's she going to do? Stop me and look in my knickers? Like, it's so illogical that I'm like, why is this even a thing? I think all bathrooms should be unisex. I think so too. Who cares? Yeah. Um, I saw a good meme that was like, bathrooms should be divided between pee and poo. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I absolutely support that 100%. But then what happens if you think you're doing a pee, but actually it's a poo? Do you get like a shame bell? Like, ding, 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 ding. Um, uh, no, but, you know, is it, uh, it, again, it's not the same thing as R. Kelly. No, it's just it's not. not. Somebody who has political viewpoints I disagree with, like, it's not the same thing. It's not the same as being a pedophile. Absolutely not. Or and, like sexually assaulting and raping women. And you know, I think our I think our approach to these people needs to be different. Mm. Um, and you know, I think it wasn't always the case where if you disagree with someone politically, then you like have to publicly shame them and you know not associate with them at all. Mm. Now. I want to be very careful not to say that, like, I mean, trans rights are a political issue. Like, mm. they, they just are. That's unfortunate, but they just are. Mm. Um, like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to excuse the line of thinking and just say, like, oh, that's, you know, that's just her being a conservative or whatever. Like, I, I do think we need to look at it for what it is. But, like, you know, it is a political statement, Mm. you know, what she made were, were statements about politics or statements about society. And I could disagree with them and still enjoy her art. And that's, Mm. and that's not the, that's not the same thing. I mean, this is something like, you know, not everybody agrees politically and we're just so divided as people right now where it's like, oh, you disagree with me about this thing? Then fuck you. Fuck everything you've ever done. Don't talk to me. You're you're not allowed to live here. You're not allowed on this platform. Uh, you know, it's, mm. it's so divisive. And it's like, can't we just, uh, you know hear someone's opinions and if you disagree with those opinions express your own yeah i mean i listen to i listen to a lot of podcasts obviously um and since we did our joe schmogan episode i have been listening to some joe rogan episodes. nice which yeah. episodes 
Um, I've listened to, to quite a lot. Um, I've listened to, he did one with Miley Cyrus, which was really good. Okay. Um, he did one with... The vegans were very upset after the Miley Cyrus episode. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, he, he loves hunting, though. Um, he did one with, oh, he, one with Bernie Sanders, which was actually great. That man, once he... Gets, oh, right before the election. Yeah, when you give him a chance to speak, he's very eloquent. I found him, re, that was really interesting to listen to. Um... Who else do I listen to? A few. Some people that I actively um, disagree with. I listened to the one he did with Ben Shapiro. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking with someone about this. And uh, they were like, what, what have you been listening to podcast-wise? And I was like, oh, I just listened to Joe Rogan interview Ben Shapiro. And he was like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> How can you even better listen to that? Oh, my God. And I'm like, because I'm curious. I don't agree with Ben Shapiro. Um, honestly, I don't really agree with Joe Rogan ever. Um, but it's interesting. Like, I want to hear what other people have to say. I don't want to live in a vacuum where I only talk to, only associate and only consume left-wing media and then have no idea what's going on outside of that. Yes. Um, so I listened to Ben Shapiro and Tucker Carlson and Mm -hmm. I disagree with them so much. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Ben Shapiro just put out a video last week or maybe two weeks ago that was like literally anti-trans. Like it was Whoa. like in in no uncertain terms, like mm. like very anti-trans. It was an absolutely disgusting video. But like I did I did watch it and I do think it's important to listen to those people. Um and like, you know, I but like Ben Shapiro is not an artist. No. Uh, and like, you know, but people, people try to cancel everyone for every fucking type of reason these days. And I just can't be fucking bothered with it to be, to I be mean, perfectly honest. I think it's good that there's public kickback. I think that if you do something awful, say something awful, it's good that people are like, no, fuck you. Because we live in a world of Twitter. Like people where everybody has a platform. Everybody has a voice. Everyone can like complain and protest and give their opinion. So I don't ever want to live in a world where we stop yelling at each other. Um, I just don't necessarily think everybody needs to be cancelled. Yeah, I mean, people, so like people have tried to, you know, people want Chris Brown uh, cancelled because he like, you know, beat up Rihanna. Mm. Um, But like Rihanna hasn't asked for any of those things. Mm. So like why should, why should Chris Brown's content be taken down when like literally when literally the people who are directly involved don't agree with that. And I don't think that's a case of Rihanna afraid to speak out or something. I mean, she came out very publicly when it happened. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't think that she's pushing for that. Like why, why should the, the average listener have to decide whether or not to do that? But I mean, like, like, you know, kind of don't want to listen to it. Yeah. Like kind of fuck Chris Brown also, but, but like, Dude, I mean, literally the entire genre of rap, people have tried to cancel Eminem since the 90s. Um, You know, I mean, there are, you know, and people, and again, this is another one people know, but people don't know that like a lot of, a lot of classic rock artists, you know, there, there are a million stories of Led Zeppelin uh, you know, the, the groupies and following Led Zeppelin around were all 14, 15, 16 years old. Mm. Um, I mean, these stories are all out there. People all know this stuff, but like, you know, who's going to go cancel Led Zeppelin now? You know, it's, it's a bit, uh, you know, the statute of limitations or something. Mm. Um, but like I, if somebody, if somebody has done something truly terrible, like, yeah, fuck that person. Like, like you don't have to listen to them if you don't want to. But I'm not super down with like everybody being canceled and you know everyone being deplatformed and all these things. Yeah, like I for a fact, if I know that Harvey Weinstein has reduced another movie, I will not watch it, see it, have anything to do with it, and I will be disgusted at anyone that's taken part in that ever. Because I'm like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? You can't, like, by working with him, by watching that movie, I feel like you're saying his actions are forgivable. And I don't think they are forgivable. I think they're unforgivable because he has, like, ruined lives, wrecked careers. How many people do we not know because they were never given a chance because they wouldn't go along with, like, the creepy, disgusting things he wanted? Um, So I, like, with stuff like that, no, I don't think we should forgive and forget. Um, And I... uh, But... 
in the same breath, I think if we removed, cancelled, deleted everything ever made by someone that had committed uh, a sexual offence or who was a paedophile or who had beaten up his wife, we'd have very little music, film and art. Mm. And that's not, I'm not saying it's okay, but I mm. just think it's rampant. I think the age where celebrities do whatever the fuck they want and get away with it and nothing happens because they're rich, I think that ship has sailed. And that makes me grateful for cancel culture. And that makes me grateful for the fact that people take to Twitter and are like, what the fuck? Um, I think also people need a route to be able to um, redeem themselves. Uh, so- I think it depends what they've done. I mean, should should someone's like if somebody has committed a crime, mm-hmm. gone to jail, served their time and was deemed by the state to be able to be released, like how long long how long should the court of public opinion hold that person accountable for for something? Mm. So um I'm not sure about this one. Say for example, if you masturbate in front of someone this is what, like a misdemeanor public indecency? Louis C.K. Yep. Um, you know, not that big a deal, probably. Uh, and wrecking someone's career, um, that isn't a crime at all. Um, so how, how does a court of law punish that? Well, they, they can't really. But we can. Like the court of public opinion can. Like I will never watch anything by Louis C.K. ever again. And honestly, he has enough money that why, like, just go away. Like, go away, your time is done, you screwed up. And I honestly do think that by... Um, is, that, is that indefinite, though? Um, yeah, I reckon. Um, it, like, what reparations has he made? I don't see any. And I do think that these, like, kind of older dudes that think they can get away with this kind of behavior and now all of a sudden, no, they can't. Um, I think that that has, like, a ripple effect downwards and then people coming up know that that kind of behavior isn't okay and that won't fly and if they do it their career will be trashed and over forever so don't keep your fucking willy in your knickers no one wants to see it (laughs) are you laughing because i said willy (laughs) (laughs) Um, but i think it's important i think it's that you know comedians coming up now who are what late teens 20s 30s no, you can't do that. No matter how famous you are, no matter how big you are, no matter how many Netflix series you get, no, you cannot do that. Your career will be over in a second. And I think that has to be pretty permanent. Like, how many careers has he permanently trashed? How many lives has he ruined? How many people has he scared? That's forever. So do we have a conclusion, Carl? Should you separate the person from the art? You go first. I think No. You shouldn't separate the person from the art. I don't think it's really possible to. Mm. Um, that said, I think not all crimes are equal and people need uh, a path to redemption. Mm. Good. <laughs> all right. How's that? So we have a new 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 section now. We've replaced our ending because we realized we're, we're, we're not like to date. Oh, blah, do blah, we? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is what we said last week. What's the new section? I don't remember. Um, stupidest thing you've had all week. Oh, I actually, I had a good late, to, a good the late game, to the game. But I don't have anything stupid I heard this week. Well, can you do your late to the game? Well, well, let's ease our listeners in. You do your late to the game and I'll say the stupidest thing I've heard all week. Perfect. Uh, it's not something I said, is it? <laughs> <laughs> not this week, Carl. You've been trounced. My late to the game is that I started recording mixtapes again. Oh, Jesus Christ, Carl. We've talked about this. The ship has sailed. Cassettes are stupid. That is absolutely not what I mean. Oh, okay. Not on cassettes. I mean, like, as a DJ. Oh. Like I started recording mixes. So I have a I have a radio, not really a radio show. It's a mix show called Big Time Radio. And I had taken more than a year off. I hadn't put an episode out. And then uh, a few weeks ago, I went to a restaurant and they were playing my mixes. No way. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a friend of mine's bar. Okay, um, that makes and more sense. It, it was you know it wasn't I'm I'm not that big time, um, but uh, yeah, and I was just chilling there and and like realized that he was like super into it and for him at the bar you know there's something like i don't know 15 episodes up or something mm. uh each are hour-long mixes and he was like yeah it's fucking great i can just run the whole thing there and they're all you know music that were appropriate for his bar and it was like a different vibe and and all these things and i was like wow you've really inspired me um, and I went and recorded that, that weekend, I went and recorded another mix and, and started up big time radio again. That's great. I'm very happy for you. Are you also just quietly plug in your own thing? I mean, <laughs> I told you before that you were bad at podcast promo because you never had to, you never had to tell people to listen to your mixtape. <laughs> This is a this is a life skill that okay. every human being alive needs. Um, dumbest thing I've heard all week. Um, in a taxi, my boyfriend turned to me and said, do you think I could fight a leopard? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm literally not making that up and it's so relevant. Um, well, you should have him listen to this week's episode. Because I will. he can, um, let me see if leopard was on that list. Hold on a second. Oh yeah, I'd love to know what percentage of Americans think they could fight a leopard. And he, um, he thought he could fight a leopard. Um, I do not think he can fight a leopard. Uh, a lion... So he he uh, agrees with eight percent of Americans who think that they could fight a lion. I don't know if he thinks he can fight a lion. I'll ask, but a leopard for sure. I believe his exact words were, "What?" But they're very docile cats. <laughs> <laughs> He's a strange human. He has listened to every episode of this podcast. Your wife has listened to one. Mm. I think he's trying hard. Mm, bro, you cannot fight a leopard. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I've met you. <laughs> And we're done. <laughs> Thank you for listening to What It's About with Kyle and Claire. You can find us online on Instagram and Twitter at What It's About Pod. You can send us an email, questions, comments, collaborations, or just like a funny picture or something. I that's, like funny pictures. That's memes, what I it's a, You want people to email us memes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want pod at gmail.com This week's music has been by Mario Cole Ashatosh Ashatosh Music Ashatosh Music and Mativ and Waterboy uh, That's it Bye Thanks, we'll see you next week I've started ah!